Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. This week, we're talking about an episode of Glee. It's episode, it's season four's episode 15, Girls, parentheses, and Boys, on film. Which um, is in reference to the first music video that was ever on MTV. Oh. It was on film. See, I thought, last week we talked about it, I thought it was going to be a Duran Duran tribute week. Um, but it turns out that's not the case, but we'll get, I'm we'll- pretty sure that like fun fact I just said was completely wrong. So don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into some of these factoids. Uh, this originally aired on March 7th, 2013 with 6.72 million viewers, which is up from last week's 5.13 million, which means that people like that's significant. Like, that's a full extra million viewers. I don't know why they didn't watch the wedding episode, but then came yeah. back to this one. But they did. Maybe it was, like, heavily promoted with all the fun movie songs. Yeah. I, yeah. Probably. I bet those Tom Cruise costumes featured Ugh. heavily. Yeah, probably. Uh, it was directed by Ian Brennan and written by My- Michael Hitchcock, who is that character actor. Yep. Um, Doc- yeah. Scarlet Dr. Roomba? Yeah. Yes. Um... <laughs> So, uh, we have a recap, which is sad because I thought we had moved past this. Um, but yeah, the only important thing in my mind is that they mentioned Brody's cash money wad, like yes. the the how he's sneaking around and he's got a lot of cash. Hopefully, we're going to finally talk about that. I'm very excited. Yep. Uh, the other stuff is just like kisses and hookups from the wedding, which, like, if you watch the wedding episode, you are fully fully aware of all of the bad things and all of the good things that happened. So. Anyway, let's get into this. And if this. you didn't watch the wedding episode, then, I mean, good you're, for you, I yeah. guess. Yeah, Chill I, out. You're, you're probably better than the rest of us. Um, <laughs> so this first scene here, we, we start right off with a real banger. Yeah. Um, cause, it's a dream sequence. Yes. and It's in black and white. Yep. And it's Wemma. Uh, and they're doing like an old Hollywood musical style of like, like their- Yes talking like they're in the 30s and they're doing the, the transatlantic accent which yes. i cannot do <laughs> <laughs> and uh they end up singing you're all the world to me as the room starts spinning which is yeah. fun to watch is, is this like an exact recreate i don't know if the, the choreography is an exact recreation but like is this something that happened in dancing on the ceiling that movie I mean, I I've... would assume so. I don't think Glee is original enough to come up no. with an idea like this. And also, Inception came out the year before this, so like, it's not that yeah. novel. But yeah. um... <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of in, like envisioning them just sort of spinning a top. Like, are we in reality? Um, that's a reference from Always Sunny because I just watched the new season and it oh, was nice. great. Yeah. Um, well, Max dancing scene at the very end of the of the season have you watched it no it's amazing oh oh my god (laughs) it's no listen it's actual art (laughs) i mean to be fair i consider a lot of that show actual art but sure yeah yeah um you'll you'll just have to see it uh so wemma is singing this song together emma's suit is amazing yes she looks really good 
uh, it's like just like perfectly fitted. And um, Will is what I noticed is that Will's only nice to Emma in his like dreams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Um, I don't know why. um, I guess he's like sort of like feeling bad for what an asshole he's been. But like. I don't know, man. I don't really get down with this kind of like, oh, I'm I'm the classic gentleman, Will Schuster. Yeah, I mean, I have <laughs> to a... me, it's like you're a piece of garbage, Will Schuster. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this in some later scenes. So um, we do find out uh, that Will was dreaming. That was that's yeah. the premise of this scene. Um, the rotating gravity is really fun, though. Like yes. the choreography is fun. It's really visually engaging, even though it is in black and white, which I feel is a lazy artistic choice to make. Uh, well, it's a tribute yeah. to to an old movie, Maggie. So it has to Whatever. be in black and white. Like the artist was not a good movie, right? <laughs> like it's. <laughs> That, that, there is a fun joke about that, but yeah. Um, we can make movies in color now, you know? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, the, uh, the the rotating is really fun. It's obviously done um, similar to the Inception thing where the camera is standstill and like the whole room is rotated. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the first time I watched it, I was like, did they like like split the, like, did they do like different scenes and they just splice them all together? And Chris was like, no. "No, they're just rotating the room." And I was like, "The second time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, you can tell because like Emma's like sitting at a desk yeah. and like holding on as the the part <laughs> where she's under the de- under the desk and she's literally upside down." Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. And then we get the title card after Will wakes up, um, and it cuts right into him introducing the lesson for the week for Glee. Very old trope. We're here. It's movies. Um, yes, he's talking about how movies help us deal with hard stuff because escapism because, is real. Yeah, and he's going through some hard shit right now, which is like I'll acknowledge it. It, it he's going through a hard time. Yes. Um, and but we're not only going to do movie songs; we're going to mash them. There is going to be mashing of songs, and um, and not only that, yeah. it's also a competition. We're also of boys t- versus girls because Will was like, "Wow, Finn has not motivated these kids." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Finn hasn't used enough of the tropes that we use every year." So, chop chop, here so we is, go. So, is this the fourth annual mashing? I think so. Yeah, mashing of songs. Then we see Sam's Nicolas Cage impression. Oh my god! I'm just glad <laughs> that is- people called him out on it. Like the bees. <laughs> I do. I just like. Like, Kitty is like, that's the worst Nicolas, imp- Nicolas Cage impression I've ever heard. And Artie is like, have you ever even seen Nicolas Cage? Which, like, but really, Do you know though. who he is? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was really good, though. Uh, because I don't think impressions are necessarily... I don't think the goodness of them necessarily depends on, like, how reminiscent they are of the person you're sure. impressioning. Yeah, they, they don't have to be faithful in no. tone. I guess more just in style, maybe. No, not know. even in style. I think a, a successful impression is just funny. Okay, great. <laughs> like I think it has to like make you recall Nicolas Cage, which it, his sort of did. Sure. Um, yeah. And it was definitely like a comedic thing he did. Yeah. Um. Sure. Anyway, uh, I feel bad for Sam because he really needs like approval and love from everyone, which is so clear from his impressions. <laughs> Yeah, um, Will reminds us that it's not just about singing well, it's also about theatricality, because 
Glee has not told us the opposite of that multiple times in the past. Whatever. Um, and also, there's real stakes again, because Artie is offering roles in his senior thesis film to the winning team. <laughs> well, it's, it is described as a micro-budget feature. Right. Which means he has... Like $10 in his pocket and, he's, and a yeah. camcorder. And he's tricking these people into being his actors for him without I getting mean, any money. Yes, exactly. The new direction is down. Oh, like, of course. Like, like um, multiple people are like, oh, you're making a movie? I yeah. think that's Blaine, maybe. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, Tina's like, I have to be in it. Like, all this stuff. Uh, they're all very excited. And it, we find out that whoever wins the competition are getting roles yes. in Artie's film. And we see the girls chatting and Sugar is like, we should just do the artist. Then we don't have to sing. Um, which I thought was good. <laughs> yes. Um, then we, we cut to uh, Finn and Will are having a chat out in the hallway about Emma. Um, they do that a couple times this episode. Yes. Uh, hallway walk and talks. My, my favorite part is when Will tells Finn, Finn, you just can't force someone to do something. Um, you mean like join Glee Club? <laughs> Or any of the other <laughs> things you've made people do over the four seasons of the show? Fuck you. True. Well, you can't force Will to do something. Sam. <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, the beginning of this scene, I think, really sets the tone for the conversation. Because Finn calls uh, Will Detective Shoe and also puts his arm around Will. But Will, like, rejects him. Like, shrugs it off and is like, what? Like, yeah. He's- He's kind of like weirded out by it. Like we're colleagues. Don't touch me. Yes. Um, <laughs> um yeah. It's, it's sort of amazing. Um because it because it really shows that Finn is like I don't know. It sounds like he's sort of play acting that everything is okay. Is not his fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like I the big issue that I have with the storyline is I hate both of these characters and they're both trash yeah. monsters. So like they really are because yeah we find out Will isn't doing anything because it's it he's the real victim here Maggie yeah he's well, the one who got what, left at the altar so he's really the victim. What he phrases it as giving Emma space, which I think is a little worthwhile. There, well he says um, that, but then he says she should have to come to me. Mm, Which, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the big issue here, like, Will is... That's that's how you want to start a marriage, you know? As, yes. like, as like judging who, who needs to give more. Exactly. Yeah, which, <laughs> like, everything... I mean, again, I and I think we you just brought it up, but, like, Will, there is something to be said here. Will got left of the ulcer. That is real shitty. And, like, it yeah. would be nice to not have that happen. But... Here's the here's the tea, Maggie. Nowhere yeah. in this episode it's does Will lovely. apologize to Emma for no. making her do all of the wedding planning and like forcing her to like literally do all of this shit. Like yeah. nowhere. And so he's suddenly like, oh, like we'll we'll get to it later. But like because, it's so because here's stupid. the thing, Sam. Will doesn't even notice. Like no. he just thought this happened because he's never had to do anything hard in his whole life. People have just done it for him. Right. Uh, probably a series of women have done things for him. His mom, then Terry, then Emma. Yeah. Well, don't forget Lillian Adler. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing here, too, is that Finn also sucks. Because Finn is making this... Like, he, of course, is taking Will's side on this. But he also 
has this kind of weird narrative where he thinks that like Emma seems to be some kind of like prize to go win back or something like like he's like telling Will he's like no you have to go get her like that's she's yours you have to go get her he doesn't see her as a person either no like he sees her as two things first a problem that he created for himself (laughs) yep and secondly like like a little like sort of hyperactive object like maybe a bird or something that he kissed to try to calm down right you know i mean it might make more sense to actually kiss a bird to calm it down right than a person that's why finn did it yeah um anyway they both suck. so we yeah. yeah we see finn go to two different people to sort of figure out what's going on uh, he goes to Sue uh, to find out where Emma is, and Sue immediately assumes she's being accused right. of Emma's disappearance. <laughs> yes, and she doesn't she doesn't know where Emma is, and she basically just sort of reams into Finn yes. um, as a way to deflect. <laughs> yes, um, I also wrote down. I do like her. Uh, she's talking. She's like, "Well, I'm really happy that Emma escaped Will Schuster's living dollhouse of the damned," which. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh that's what we should call the apartment now (laughs) so she she's reaming into finn and then it stops abruptly because it turns out this is actually finn telling Artie what happens um yeah um yeah i do want to say one thing about the sue interaction she's like i i am upset that people would assume that just because i wore the exact same wedding dress and was the last person to see Emma that I would know where she is or have anything to do with her disappearance. <laughs> I just really loved that like phrase. I yeah. thought it was so funny. Um, I got a lot of so many genuine laughs from this episode. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yes, it it is actually yeah. like there are some really actually good jokes in here, and including like some of the throwaway ones. Like you mentioned the artist one. Like that one's funny. Like. It's not usually the case that Glee makes like a topical reference and it's actually and, funny. So Well, it's a topical reference and it makes sense for Sugar's character because she can't sing. Right. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Even though can she, I don't know. They sort of drop that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she mostly is in the background. So like, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so now we have Finn talking to Artie and uh, Artie, I think jokingly at first is like, we need a manhunt. We need everybody on the ground. <laughs> and um, Finn's like, oh, no, I I mean, I don't think so. Well, and then Artie's like, just talk to her parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, Finn does say, ain't nobody got time for that, which is like, hmm. Um, but- I don't want to see Finn do a meme. <laughs> it's bad. But Artie, Artie do- is like, you should talk to her parents. That is your only lead. It does feel like I'm doing all of the actual heavy lifting here. Like, <laughs> at least Artie's honest. Yes, you know. Yeah, because um, he is like a total dickweed and does say some gnarly stuff, but like it's honest stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> to his truth. Um, yeah. So Finn's on the Finn's on the hunt for Emma, basically. Yeah. Uh, Britt and Blaine are walking down the hallway, chatting animatedly with each other, and then they go meet up with some other New Direction members also in the hallway for a huge chat where um, they uh, Britt and Blaine want to do a boys-girls mashup number together first. Well, but they're, a, they're not going to mash number. the song. Yeah. They're, they're mashing up the, the people. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so that we get some song suggestions from like the crowd. And Marley's like, 
speeches. <laughs> Which I was just like, yeah, okay, Marley, you are that that person. <laughs> yeah, Brit- Brittany does high five her for that. Um, I think Sam wants a song from Nightmare on Elm Street three. And he does. Tina wants something from. Uh, oh, I can't remember, but I, I mean, effectively, Working Girl. Yeah, she wants a song from Working Girl. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then Blaine is like. How about we do this seminal classic from Animal House? And then he uses his mystical powers to make them do it right yes. then. <laughs> yes, because they, they do shout, um, which, I mean, so they, they're in the hallway, like you said, when they start. Um, they start dancing in the hallway, and then they dance down the hallway to a classroom to get the other New Directions members. And then they all go mm-hmm. to, like, I'm going to call it Cafeteria 3. Um, well, they is... go to the library first. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, they go. To There's the... a lot of traversing. There's a lot of yeah. traveling throughout yeah. throughout McKinley the hallway, then to the classroom, then to the library, where there is a cut where only sugar is on the table, and then suddenly Blaine and Brittany are also on that table. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then they do. Then they do go to uh, cafeteria number three, as yes. Sam wants to term it. Well, it's because uh, it's like the least yeah. used one. Like, this is the one we it don't is. really see that much. Um, it's, it is, it was used a couple times this season. Um, I sort of remember it as the one where we see Rachel Cupcake. Rachel Cupcake? Oh! Well, the one when, where when Mercedes, Mercedes is... isn't eating, so yeah. she envisions everyone as food, and Rachel is a cupcake, and Jesse St. James is next to her as, like, a chicken leg or something. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, I think the other one I can remember is when they did the Go-Go's number, I think, yeah, where they danced on the tables. No. Um, that's not this one. That's not... Oh, okay. Yeah. See, there's too many cafeterias. So, anyway, the number is very fun. <laughs> um, we, we have... There's... Um, yeah, go for it. Th- th- because they have to travel a lot in this number, there's some very fun methods of movement. There's yes. the army crawling well, in the library, which I loved. Yeah, because it, it works with, like, this, the bit where it's, like, yes. get a little bit softer a little bit now. softer now, yeah. And so they, like, fall to the floor, and, like, they keep getting lower every time they say it, and then they're army crawling, like you said. Um, the, like, Until Brit's just sort of, like, kicking herself on... Like... It's sort of like when you're on the ground and you're doing like running feet with oh, your legs yeah. and it's sort of moving you. <laughs> yes. Um and then uh then that cuts to the cafeteria where they're doing like a like I don't even know how to describe jump running. Yeah, like <laughs> like high kick it's, running. Like it's great. Yeah. I it's like Ministry of Silly Walks, but like high energy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um uh, yeah. Artie points out at the end that it's not a mashup. Which, like, Blaine <laughs> and Brittany don't seem to care. <laughs> yeah, they just look at each other, each other like, mis- mischievously is how I would And high five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, lots of dancing on the tables. Not a lot of food in the cafeteria, which is a little bit of a mystery. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's great. There's also lots of random other people that join in the song. Yeah, and, like, people are feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, people love <laughs> Everyone's this. Everyone's loving it. I mean, um, Blaine's in charge, so obviously they are. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. There's a, a heavy degree of magic involved. Gotta say, we're coming out of the episode, like, the first half of the episode, Act 1, with some real bangers here. Like, that. I think that's partly why I, like, laughed at jokes during this episode, is that there's good music so like my mood is sort of like light oh sure 
Yeah, as opposed to a regular episode where, like, they don't sing for the first half and then you're just like, blech. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a musical television show, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> so Maybe. Um, so then we, we cut to our other storyline this episode. Uh, Snowbound in Bushwick. Yes. Uh, Santana is in, an, in a voiceover bemoaning her gay horror movie predicament. Um, oh, this whole Santana monologue is really good. I wish it had been longer. I sort of wish that the like the Bushwick plotline was just Santana monologuing over every single interaction they had. Um, uh, it is. It isn't though. Yeah. Um, uh, Kurt and Adam are like doing impressions to each other. Uh, I I think yeah. they're from Downton Abbey. I think so too because of something that Adam says. But it's bad. It's yeah, and Adam is it's British, the kind of stuff so that, like, yeah, like it's a, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I I think like doing those sort of impressions are like cutesy um, when you're alone and you're not forcing other people to hear them. Yes, uh. yeah. I mean, but they're all snowed in, so what are they supposed to do? And there's, like, no actual walls in the loft, as we find out. <laughs> all these fucking but... curtains, man. Yes. It's, well, so I couldn't live there. It's bad. Yeah, so Santana starts insulting Rachel, who's in the bathroom. Um, and then Rachel storms out and demands that Santana move out, because this is her in Kurt's sanctuary, and she can't oh handle God. it anymore. <laughs> I love that little, like, blow up by Rachel. She's like... I'm, you make me uncomfortable, and I talk to Brody, and you make him uncomfortable, too. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. And Kurt just sort of rolls his eyes, like, yeah. oh, God. Well, yeah, Kurt, like, diffuses the situation a little bit and is like, hey, hey, we're all stuck here. Can we not fight the whole time that we're snowed, snowed in, please? Um, yes. Yeah, so then... Uh, yeah. then- Santana's like, oh, why don't we watch a movie? Here, I pick some out. Knocked up. Rosemary's baby, and she's having a baby. <laughs> and Rachel's like, I don't want to watch any of those. Because if you recall, um, she took the, that pregnancy test at the end of last episode, and we don't know what it said. Yes. Um, and Kurt got a genuine laugh out of me at this point, too, where he's, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, not even she's having a baby. Rachel, you always cry when she has the baby. Yeah. <laughs> the way he says it is so good. Like... <laughs> it's hilarious like even just remembering it like it's yes. just so funny yes um, uh, shout out chris colfer you did a good job yeah and then um to kind of bring down the mood kurt decides that they're gonna watch moulin rouge <laughs> <laughs> how's that bringing down the mood it's high energy fun with just a touch of consumption <laughs> i love he's like let's watch moulin rouge we love those dancing hoes which <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> it's so good. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and everyone's down for it basically, but like sort of unwillingly on some people's parts. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Then yeah. uh, we get a, a fucking clean clip show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> to the... start the next scene. Um, yeah. It's a dream we're sequence. In a song. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a song right away. We're on the roof, like. It's sort of a facsimile of the rooftop from uh, Moulin Rouge, because it's not, like, quite as nice. <laughs> no. And it's not quite as French, but, either. It definitely has more yeah. of, like, a New York feel to it. <laughs> like, I mean, Baz Luhrmann definitely didn't, you know, 
direct this episode of Glee. Oh, right. So it does have the same similar opulence. Yes. Um, there are some curtains, you know, there's some mist, all the things that you really need to invoke it. Right. But like low budget as possible. <laughs> yes. Micro budget Moulin Rouge. Yes. Uh, yeah. And Blaine enters into the rooftop singing um, the beginning of the song Alone. Ha- and this clean clip show plays on top of um, them touching hands, rubbing noses, um, meeting for the first time, you know, all the hits. Yeah, it's it's a song, it's Come What May from yes. Moulin Rouge. Um, Kurt is Nicole Kidman, of course. Um, it snows well, halfway through. Well, here's my through. question. Oh, sure. Here's my question. If Kurt is sateen, why isn't his suit white? Like, I mean, I don't know. His bow tie is white. Yeah. But like the the sh- the suit should be maybe like I don't know maybe Chris Colfer was like listen it's gonna make my cheeks look inflamed I can't wear all white uh I think maybe it's too much I, I think part maybe. of it is in the next like after this like Santana does the reveal about the like oh yes yeah yes 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 which we'll get to uh, yeah but yeah Kurt looks like Satine Kurt looks sad for the whole yes song. yeah. <laughs> Um, and but as soon as like, it's sort of like when Blaine sees that Kurt is participating, he gets more and more excited <laughs> as yes. he's singing. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because it's it's Dream Blaine. Yeah. Not RL Blaine. Well, I was gonna say I feel like it's obvious that this is like because w- we find out after the song is over, which it's very long. Is my only real critique of it because it's like really long. Um. They really wanted to revel in this like clean you know sort of fan service yes kind of <laughs> yeah moulin rouge retake um which is fine i enjoyed watching it yeah like, it, it wasn't it's not offensive bad it's just uh, yeah but um we find out that uh this is in kurt's mind i guess while they're watching the movie um yes because we cut to like kurt's crying face like he's crying a lot and he's got a head on each shoulder, Adam on one side, Rachel on the other, and yes. he's just like weeping. Yes. Um and uh the my theory is that Blaine being a demon mm-hmm. just kinda like waltzed his way into Kurtz's mind during that part, and like it's actually Blaine, you know? It's for real Blaine. Yep, that totally that tracks. Yes. Because yes. um you'll remember Blaine is we know Blaine. Yeah, yeah, Blaine wants to get Kurt back, so he's definitely infiltrating infiltrating his brain. Yes, that yes, yeah. Um, so we're on the crying. Uh, Kurt's like lying about it. He's like, "No, I have contacts or something." And both and Adam is like, "You have contacts?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. Um, and then Santana. Yes. Oh my God, Santana does maybe like she says the exact thing I wanted her to say. It it was it's just so perfect. Um, she's like. Really? You know, I remember you telling me that you were going to sing this song to Blaine at your wedding. Yeah, you know, you said to me that singing this song to someone was a more intimate act than sex. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt is just like, the the look in his face, it's, it's just like, shut up, Santana. Come on. Yes. But... My current, like, rebound boo is right here. Can right. you be chill? <laughs> yes. Um... 
Yeah, it's I I love the dynamic between Santana and Kurt this episode. Oh, like it's so good. It's so because good. Because there's parts where like Kurt and Santana are on the same side, but they're also like he Kurt also sort of hates her. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Well, and we uh, we so yeah. the after this, Santana goes into her big theory well, um, yeah she pauses the movie so that she can get into her her big theory which does have evidence that she produces yes so she calls brody a psycho um and mm-hmm. what's fun about it is adam kind of plays the foil to her for this where he'll be like yes. he'll be like but he's like he's just a nice he guy nice and then yeah. so he was like that's what i thought too <laughs> And it happens multiple times, which is great. Um, well, because they don't want to see... Kurt's mad at her. Right. And Rachel's not going to say anything bad about Brody because she has a sort of... So Rachel's com- compulsory heterosexuality sort of necessitates some sort of man meat. Right. So that she can feel not gay. Um, and Brody is like not bad to look at so she's like i gotta lock this down yeah and and i can't supposedly they're like in this open relationship or whatever so she's like Mm -hmm. defensive but santana explains her theory um yes oh she also says some mean stuff about brody just throw throughout that he smells like talcum powder that he's made of plastic yeah that he's completely hairless that or he has a landing strip like a porn star yes all this stuff (laughs) yeah um she before we get to the the real linchpin of her theory, we find out that she went through all of the drawers yes. and the pockets yes. in their apartment the night before. Oh my god! Which I wrote down the entire quote. Okay, um, here we go. That she says when when Rachel is upset that like Santana went through everything, she's like, "I like how you guys pretend to be all accepting about everything, but when your friend suddenly shows up in your home, moves in, and goes through your stuff, you're offended." <laughs> Oh my god, Naya Rivera like had me rolling. It was it's just it, these are funny. Yes. Um I I guess they just needed to put New York in a bottle episode like yeah. plot line and I was going to love it. Yeah, um my note is that she sounds like a terrible roommate, but it's so oh, funny. Like horrible roommate. <laughs> um which this is it's not like this is a one-time thing. We find out that Santana just like dig through shit all the time (laughs) well yeah um but in her in her digging through stuff um which she found well to be fair the cash money wad yeah she also but i I love the montage of it because she's like ripping drawers of silverware out of the like wall and just like spilling everywhere like if you're she's like under a bed and like throwing (laughs) shit out from under it like (laughs) how did no one notice that you went through everything (laughs) this is a, a loft apartment with no walls, only curtains. <laughs> and you were all snowed in. How did they not notice? Um, anyway. I don't know. It, it's, but it's wonderful. Like you said, she found Brody's cash wad, um, but she also found his pager, which yes. no one recognizes, of course. Um, yes. As a... Um, and then Santana... Pres- with these two pieces of evidence, she concludes that Brody is a drug dealer. Yes. Because only drug dealers have pagers, and only drug dealers have big wads of cash. Um, I am not buying that completely. I know, I know that something's going on with Brody. Yeah, obviously. Yes, but I'm not sure he's a drug dealer. Yeah, because yeah, 
Maybe like maybe steroids. He looks like he could do that um, if he's like a gym rat like that. I feel like we were led to believe last episode that he might be a sex worker, and I still think that yeah. that's on the table because. Oh, I absolutely think that's on the table. Yeah. But, like, I'm saying that him being a drug dealer is mostly unlikely. Like, I mean, I don't I, know. I just, I don't know. He he needs to pay for school somehow, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, I guess. Um, what a shame. You see, this is why we need free school for life. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, Rachel's not a big fan here, but Kurt seems no. into it um yeah kurt's like hmm. <laughs> because i i guess kurt hasn't liked brody all that much yes. which we've seen yeah um you know because he's like waltzing around their home completely nude yes. and sitting on kurt's antique um what was it uh chair market chairs yeah it's uh in front of my rooster rose yeah um you're sitting on my piece of garbage <laughs> naked how could you yes um yeah, sorry, that's mean. I Like, I highly support reusing, but, like, chill out, Kurt, okay? <laughs> it's just a butt. Uh, yeah, so Kurt's, Kurt might be on Santana's side, but we don't get any real conclusion to this scene. No. Other than Rachel just sort of going like, no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, Finn and Artie are... Yeah. Um, imp- they're impersonating gingers in the next scene. Yeah. Uh the wigs are bad, but I think that's part of the joke, which is not bad. Um, because Emma's parents are here. They're all in Emma's office. And, like, they're like, oh, you know, Emma was the leader of our ginger oppression club. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised that these two characters, like, know about... The, maybe, I guess, they met... They saw all the gingers at Emma's wedding well, that we, weren't actually there, but were there in dialogue. We know how pathetic will is there's no way he didn't Mm -hmm. tell finn about emma's parents (laughs) like come on he doesn't have any other friends maggie um he does he doesn't so yeah they effectively they get emma's parents to reveal where emma is um there's a lot of first off yeah we get the like one of them i guess i think it's the man is like oh you two don't smell like gingers and then uh we find out that gingers smell like pennies and that there is a penny bowl that yeah the wife will just sort of stick her face into when she misses her husband yeah um okay also emma's dad like shits on her as a school counselor for a bit um and then also shits on the show uh being like you know seniors are supposed to already know what college they're going to you're supposed to figure that out when you're a junior um this doesn't make any sense this school is stupid and it's like i mean yeah, but also, yeah, but like, you're you're a terrible it, person. So, it yeah, it's TV and like it's fun to have that sort of suspension of like, oh, what's next? Yeah, and also, yeah, like fuck these characters uh, because it it's like such a misstep for the sh- of the show, in my opinion, <laughs> to not have people like shut down these like weirdo supremacists. Yeah. at every step of the way. Yep. Yep. Um. So they get the address, and that's that. So let's move to We're back in Bushwick. Yes. Um. Rachel gets goaded into calling Brody as Santana and Kurt. Uh. Like listen in because she does it on speakerphone. Before, before that happens, so we're still snowed in. Can we discuss how Kurt changed his outfit and added a hat for complete inside wear? 
<laughs> is he wearing a different outfit in every scene? Like, yes. Maybe that's how he passes the time with Snowden. And like, getting Snowden is fashion show. Like, I don't. I have worn plenty of hats inside. I'm not the. I'm not saying that hats inside are bad. I'm just saying you're Snowden. Like, are you trying to impress Adam? Maybe. I mean. Yeah, the other Adam has no clothes to change into. Adam is in the same outfit the entire time, probably getting a little ripe. But <laughs> yeah, well, because we find out later that this lasts for two full days. Um, the other note that I have is, I think in this scene, Kurt's like, "Hey, let's finish watching Moulin Rouge." So they didn't finish watching it. They did. They just paused it and like <laughs> did something else. Yeah, what? Because yeah, Santana did her big speech about how Brody's a drug dealer, and then I Rachel's know, like, "I like, guess I'm gonna cook now." Like, what? Why didn't they turn it back on? <laughs> it is. It, it's too wild. Um, I just I cannot suspend my disbelief that people wouldn't be wearing like comfortable casual athleisure sure. when you're snowed in you know what i'm saying yes pajamas yeah it's a it's a long pajama party <laughs> yeah i also can't suspend my disbelief that they wouldn't finish watching a movie like <laughs> yes because th- i have that in my notes like they're still in the middle of moulin rouge in tiro bay well, you know like it's yeah. it's a big deal well because santana is like if i have to watch satine cough up any more blood into a handkerchief i'm gonna cough up blood into a handkerchief and it's like <laughs> You haven't even watched the full movie once. Like, I can understand if you're like, I'm not watching also, that movie again. But, like... Like, Satine starts coughing blood up into a handkerchief near the end of the movie. Right. So they don't have that much left. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, But... It's too much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rachel does call Brody, as, uh, as Sam was saying. The conversation is odd. Yes. Um... <laughs> Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just at my friend's house. You remember Zach, right? And um, uh, Rachel's like, oh, well, we're watching Moulin Rouge. So, and then Brody's like, okay, babe, bye. Yes, well, <laughs> uh, as this yeah. phone call is happening, Santana is like miming doing cocaine. <laughs> yes. Which, uh, yeah. which I loved. Yes. Uh, yeah. And-, and then at the end of the conversation, Kurt's like, I'm on your side. Well, and also, <laughs> yes. like, Adam is, like, in the background on a couch, and he, like, perks up, and he also seems suspicious of Brody. Like, it's great. Like, Rachel <laughs> is the odd woman out on this one, because everyone else is Love like, it. oh, yeah, Brody's definitely up to something, probably dealing drugs. So. I mean, Santana <laughs> is definitely, like, she's a charismatic person who's able to convince people of things. Yes. But also, she's right. Like, there's something going on. Yes. Yeah, so um, let's move back to McKinley. Uh, the mash-off competition has started. We're, we're, of course, in tradition, starting with the boys, as we always do. Um, yeah. So Joe, Artie, and Blaine are wearing, uh, I guess, I, Air Force outfits? I called them f- flyboys. Yeah. That is what I called them. Yeah. Uh, because they look like Top Gun yes. boys. Yes. Um, they, they're wearing flight suits, like the Army Green fight suits. Uh, flight suits, excuse me, um, with patches on them and things, and then they have helmets. And the aviator uh, glasses, yeah. And the aviators. It really covers up their entire face. Yes. Okay. that That's your choice for performance. Okay. Yeah, and they sing um, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins, classic. Um, 
Mm, boring. Yep. And then uh, this is interspersed with Sam, Ryder, and Jake, who are wearing long button-down white shirts and nothing else, doing a risky business-esque <laughs> old-time rock and roll. I'd- so at first I wrote Sam Ryder Jake are Tom Cruise and then I marked that out and just wrote risky business because like they're all Tom Cruise. Yes. That's the that's the gag and I realized that like as I was writing that note and I was like this is I'm stupid. I I had a lot of having to cross things out this episode so I totally feel you. Yeah. It's uh yeah. here's what I'd have to say about the the number in general. The pantsless boys are funny. I think they do some good comedic acting. Um Especially Ryder is like, I don't know, the way they turn at some points, it's, they're funny. Yes. Um, and then uh, the overdramatics from the Flyboys singing Danger Zone are pretty good too. Specifically Blaine is like really feeling it. Yes. Uh, and then the reactions from everyone, uh, you know, all the people watching, especially Brittany, who like stands and like waves her arms around. <laughs> Those are all good. Yes. And, uh, but the mashup itself is bad. Like, it's just, it's a clumsy mashup. I don't think it sounds very good. I I don't know. I actually kind of liked it. Um, it's weird. Did we say that they're singing old time rock and roll? Yes. That's the. Yeah, risky business. Um, yeah. The, it's weird because when they do old time rock and roll as the main part and then have Danger Zone, like, in the background, Danger Zone is in a major key, which, I don't know yeah. if it normally is, but it just feels weird because it like they transposed it into the key of old time rock and roll, and it is different. Um, it's bad, right? It's I bad. I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't I don't think it's that that bad. But the like time I can signatures see it. are like totally different. Also, <laughs> yeah. like it's just not. I don't know, dude. Um, my biggest bone to pick is Tom Cruise, though. Like. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's to the early macho cinema. And that makes it worse it somehow. Like Yeah, um <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's I, you know, I don't know. I think everything apart from like the Scientology cult shit is fine about Tom Cruise. Like the jumping on the couch, like he didn't he wasn't hurting anyone except like the couch, I guess. Well, like but, chill out. But like when you say that, I feel like there's a lot of shit that has happened with his wife and his daughter and things like that oh, because yeah. of Scientology. So, like... Sure. Like, Katie Holmes and I think Suri is her his daughter's name. They deserve, you know, much better yeah. than Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah. So, like, um, that that's also, my issue. Hey, hey, Tom Cruise, where's, um, where's Shelly? Where's uh, the wife of that weird um, uh, cult leader? Hmm? You, I bet you know, probably. Sorry, let's not talk about Scientology. They're gonna, they'll take our whole podcast. Yeah, probably. They'll just take it. Yep. Then they're going to watch Glee. <laughs> well, I mean, that does free us from the curse. So um, anyway, <laughs> then we then it, it, we move to the girls getting ready for their performance. They're in the bathroom, touching up their makeup. They're all dressed as Marilyn Monroe, which I'm already mm-hmm. excited for. Um, in, in, like, the gentlemen prefer blonde's pink dress. Yes. That's the... <laughs> well... Which is great. Yes. Um, but we're in the bathroom. Kitty apologized to Marley for all of the terrible yes. shit she said to her face and behind her but back. But she also she doesn't admit all the terrible things she's done. No. So uh, she, 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 it's who knows where Kitty's head is at, you know? Well, it's, it's uh, weird because the way this is set up, 
once again, it feels like they try to, like, play Kitty off as this, like, super devious. She's going to, like, ruin everything. But she never really mm-hmm. does anything. Because Marley... Re- because... Yeah, go for it. Well, all she does is, like, promote chaos. Yes. In the plot line and in Marley's brain. Uh, one of the best lines that I loved from Kitty's um, little chat here was... She said, God made me and he's not through with me yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As, like, an excuse for making mistakes. Yeah. Well, uh, not just making yeah. mistakes, though, like, being a bad person. Just being, just being evil. <laughs> yeah. Um. But there's a bit where she's like, we have to get along because we're both dating Puckermans and we're going to be the only non-Jews um, when it comes to holidays. Mm. So, okay. Mm. Um, uh, she also describes boys as pieces of coal yes. who need to be rubbed to turn into diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is because so Marley reveals that Ryder kissed her last episode. Yes, um, which she's like, you can't tell anyone. And Kitty like crosses her fingers behind her back and is like, I promise I, I won't. Why would she reveal this to Kitty of all people? <laughs> well, and also again, the show it's it's a lot like the times when Kitty's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna do something really heinous, and then nothing happens because like Kitty yeah. like crosses her fingers behind her back. And you're like, oh no, Kitty's gonna tell, and it's all gonna blow up and then nothing comes of that like maybe it will though may, but Who like knows? marley um, like spoiler alert marley tells jake later this episode like he she does so uh and i mean it just doesn't make sense to me that she tell kitty right it makes a lot more sense to me that she tell unique, unique right. who is her actual friend <laughs> yes um <laughs> But anyway, the the rubbing boys into diamonds um, is actually a lead-in <laughs> to their number because they sing yes. Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, which, as Maggie already said, is from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Um, it's mashed up with Material Girl. I I don't yes. know what movie Material Girl is from, but it's still good. It's not. I mean, it's is it from? I get me. I I it must be right. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> So Marley and Unique do the lead, mm-hmm. which is amazing. They sound really good. Unique is in a fat phobic version of the costume, of course. Yeah. And um the like the song is good. I I was sort of trying to remember if this saw if this mashup in particular is in Moulin Rouge. See, it like does Satine sing this song? It might be. Because I was thinking, it sounded like it was in Chicago, but I think you're right. I think it might be in Moulin Rouge. Um, yeah, because yeah, um, no, it's yeah. definitely not Chicago. Like, yeah. There's the part where she she definitely sings Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, but I don't know if it's mashed up with Material Girl. I, and I didn't look it up. I'm because pretty confident it is, actually. So, anyway. I don't know if this is the exact same mashup. Which could be why it's like a competent one because the Glee <laughs> <laughs> composers didn't do it. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I I actually really like it. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah, unique and Marley leading is fantastic. Um, I I just maybe part of it is just that I really also like the song "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend" with like a like yeah. good rockish beat. Like <laughs> I do too because. Um, yeah. It is sort of like, I don't care about boys, give me money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the song that's like, I want money? <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. I don't... That's what they should have mashed it up with. <laughs> sure. I mean, Material Girl is the same concept. Friend. I want money. <laughs> Material Girl is kind of the same concept, so. It is. Yeah. But 
I I want it to be more direct because I think it's funnier. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's pretty good. Um, I do. I like the outfits. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I know we've talked about it in the past, and like, it's mm-hmm. the problem is that like it happened with Mercedes, and now it's happening with Unique too, and it's like it definitely comes off as fat phobic. Um, and it happened um, with Lauren. Oh when yeah, she was yeah um, on the Glee Club also. And I mean, so. like, I feel like in some cases you could like make some stupid argument to be like yeah like you know they they want it that way but it's like i mean do they do they like there's yeah, yeah. so anyway and there's no story reason why all their costumes are different no yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's a really good point so anyway the song is good um we i guess maybe for mercedes because mercedes was like all about like dressing modestly yeah and she also like, you know had an eating disorder back before marley did you know, when it was cool or something. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Well, it's just uh, Glee retreads the same fucking plots every fucking time. They so really anyway. The next scene is uh, in the dance studio at Niata because snow the snow is gone and Kurt is just slowly spinning yes. <laughs> in front of a mirror. Yes. And uh, Adam comes in and is like, what are you doing? And Kurt's like, I'm spinning. <laughs> and, yes. And then... Uh, he asks straight up, he's like, listen, did you sing that song with your handsome ex-boyfriend? Am I your rebound? And Kurt's like, yes and yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the the thing about it in this scene, like, Kurt is like, well, Adam's like, "Are you, you're, you're still in love with him, aren't you? And Kurt's like, I don't want to be, though. I can't help it. Um, which is really... Because of his devilish magics. Yeah. Um, but so Adam then is like, well, we're going to go find the sappiest m- love movie we can find and watch it and it's going to be our movie. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't I don't our think that's movie. how that works." Oh. Yeah, are those <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, I well, it just feels, I don't know. It it kind of feels like that same thing where it's like if you know you're a rebound, don't try to like replace the old person mm. with the exact same yeah. things. Like find your own thing, like, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's we don't know what happens. Well, with that's that, why they're but... gonna go find their own romantic movie. But you know, because like their their interests are still the same. They still <sighs> want to watch a sappy movie. No, it just but needs to be a different. Let one. it happen. I don't know. Naturally, stop watching no. Moulin Rouge. Although to be fair, <laughs> so in this scene, this is where we Adam reveals they watched one movie while they were snowed in for two days. How? <laughs> How? What else were you doing? <laughs> what else did they do? Did they read? Did they? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. We, we don't. We don't know what happens because Adam kind of ter- takes Kurt's hand and is like, "Let's go to the movies." And then Kurt just kind of has a look on his face, and then we end the scene. So we don't know. We don't know what happened there. And then we're back with a Finn and Will scene where Finn tells Will where Emma is, and it's like, "You need to go." Do the white knight thing, Ugh. because that's how life works. And then Will's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, uh, Fucking, I, I hate. That's it. Yeah. That's all of it. Yep. And then we <laughs> cut to a sad Emma um, where, where she's in. So she's at her sister's house. Um, it's been revealed. And she's in like a bedroom on a top floor. She's in this like a green nighty. The green nighty. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And God, I love, I love all of Emma's like outfits. Night clothes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're all so good. Yes. She also has like 
seven different 90s, which I guess is the way you have to do it if you're on TV. And also, like, you know, they get dirty, so you got to wash them. But anyway, uh, so we start hearing In Your Eyes in the background. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. Because Will is here to sing to Emma. Uh, he's down on in the driveway uh, with all of New Directions. Mm-hmm. They're all behind him. Uh, I, I At first, I was like, did they put all like the shorter people in the front? But then like Artie's in the middle of the pack, and uh, I, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but Unique is in the back, though, uh, because she does belt out a few big notes that they have to have a close-up of her. Yep. For um, really the way that they positioned everyone is so that they could have two shots um, where they get everyone. Yeah. So there's like the shot of the kids in the back and then the shot of the kids in the front with Will. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Will is pulling a full John Cusack. Uh, they have the boombox and everything. <laughs> this is like some really loaded shit because like that, like that movie is not romantic it's sort of like gross i from a modern perspective yeah but i mean be fair i feel like a lot of i don't want to get into i feel like a lot of 80s like romantic comedies are boner boner comedies yeah like are like really bad so anyway yeah they are really bad um and i think the song like unsentiment is good um and will does seem at least somewhat genuine and we know emma loves to watch will sing she's about it (laughs) yes uh and as soon as emma is emma's like at the window like smiling and as soon as the song ends will does a little speech to her about how he loves her and then he tells new directions to like buzz off yes like, <laughs> go, go go away <laughs> um yeah uh the this thanks guys bye the speech is weird because it references multiple mm. movies and it feels so fake like yeah. I don't know. I just I and this is not like I don't think this is an in-universe thing. I think it's just more that like the 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 dialogue just doesn't feel realistic. Um It doesn't feel good. Yeah. It feels bad. <laughs> feels bad, man. But anyway, th- this leads to Emma coming down to talk to Will. All the Glee Club leaves. Um and we cut to their chat. They're both sitting up against Will's car. And Yeah, my uh yeah. you know, in my notes, I usually put like sort of uh like a bigger headline for whenever we start a new scene. Um, sure. Yeah, I do that too. Just so that I can make, you know, denotation in my notes where where we are. Uh, and instead of doing that for this conversation, I just wrote Emma's striped coat <laughs> because it's a really good coat. Nice. Uh, it's like a it's like a darker green and then like a sageish green um, yeah. in stripes, like large stripes. It's structured. It has like this cool detail at the neckline. Oh damn, it's great, and it's right on top of that nightgown. Oh yeah, Emma. <laughs> yes. Um. So as we get to this chat, Emma is already apologizing, which is not my favorite thing. Yeah. Mostly because um. Will is played as such a victim in this whole scene. He really is. Which is garbage. He's like, you left me at the altar. You did. You could have rejected me, but did it have to be in front of all of our friends and family? Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. He um, also doesn't apologize. This is the scene. Spoil like the spoilers over. He doesn't apologize to Emma at all for what he's done, no. which is be trash. So fuck you, Will. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, straight up, Sam is correct. Um. 
so uh, like will does use a good like tactic to try to get to the nugget of some of their feelings here by asking emma what a pamphlet if she was gonna give herself a pamphlet what would it say yeah which um i think is a good like icebreaker for this sort of conversation sure. yeah and um yeah we find out uh, yeah, she well she very accurately calls what will has been doing parading she's like yes. oh so your asshole fiance parades back into town and doesn't seem to care about you or your feelings that's what it would say on my pamphlet. I mean, I wish bitch. that's what she actually said. Unfortunately, what she does say is your fiance parades back into town and you feel like you don't know him anymore, which like mm. puts it more as like, oh, there's no one to blame here. But it really is Will's fault. Like Will is a is a jerk who made her do all of the work and just expected everything to be done for him when he got yes. there, which seems like how Will expects his entire life to go. That's yeah. So. That's just sort of how he operates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're then they settle on that they're going to get to know each other again, and they hold hands. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. So we move back to New York. Uh, and yeah. Santana is coming home hot. She's got a whole like speech lined up to say to anyone that she sees yes. as soon as she gets home. <laughs> yes. Um. She. And, and, Rachel is like, thanks for telling me about your corner of the sky, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really cute. Because um, Santana is just like feeling more at home in New York. Yes. Uh, and then they talk about Brody a little bit. Yes. Uh, and Rachel's still like, stop talking about Brody. Like, it's fine. I, I don't think he's a bad person. All this shit. And then Santana... Talks about the stick. Presents some more evidence that she found in her digging yes. of the stick. Yes. She she found Rachel's pregnancy test in the garbage. Um, because she dug through the bath <laughs> the bathroom garbage. Well, it turns out she was right to do so. Um, she, I mean, I guess, but it, she's like an animal. Just yes. like, mm, dig, dig, dig. Yeah. Uh, and... It's it's actually really sweet because Rachel is at first really defensive. She's like, you had no right. And then Santana's just like, I'm your friend. You can trust me. Yes. And then she comforts Rachel and she cries. And it's just like amazing. It is. Oh, my God. It is really good because like <laughs> we, we don't really we still don't really get confirmation that Rachel is pregnant. Um, I guess it's implied no. because why else would this be such a big deal? Um, but uh, Rachel like like we're saying rachel doesn't really say much after santana's like we're friends we can talk about it and then rachel just kind of cries in santana's arms and it's beautiful that like that soft moment oh my god yes friends they're friends yes oh it hurts okay yeah so now we're gonna talk about jarley (laughs) yes so they're meeting in the pottery classroom um (laughs) which exists Jake reveals the Cyranoing from the last episode. Yes, uh, about how he he uh, writer yeah. was giving him all this all these answers and whatever. Yep, and then they're gonna do they're gonna do ghosts. Well, okay, <laughs> they're gonna do the ghosting. My big issue is they didn't have anyone do the Patrick Dempsey thing where like you sit behind mm. the person doing the pottery. No, they sit they they sit like side saddle. Yeah, which makes me feel <laughs> sad because that like. 
I mean, I got it because they were doing pottery, I guess, and they sing Unchained Melody as the song. Um, but yes. like, why not just go for it? Is it too sexy to have sophomores like <laughs> sit behind know. each Maybe other? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the sophomore thing or if it's just too sexy for Glee. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> too sexy for like the glee babies i think maybe you're onto something there um but also we need to have jake in that positioning so that writer can be in that positioning later see Um, but they could both just be patrick dempsey and marley like yeah you're right anyway um because Marley has like an out of body experience yes this is a little weird yeah she's like watching this happen (laughs) which is yeah. Interesting. Also, there's like so many close-ups of like wet, clayed-up hands, <laughs> just kind of like yeah. I I wrote oovling o- all over each other. I don't know. It's like listen. The first time I watched this episode, I skipped this number. <laughs> that's that's fair. I I wrote down pottery seems so sexual. Um, like oh, I, I think it's like. Like, the hands aren't that offensive, but, like, when she's... The the way that they look at each other is sort of without heat, in a way. Yeah, there's a lot of... The, the big thing here is that, especially... I, I feel like with Marley, especially in this scene, like, Marley just seems so detached from all yeah. of it that I'm just not really I mean, invested the, at all. <laughs> like The writer version is a little bit less detached. Sure. Like, she is... um like paying a little bit more attention to her him singing to her and there's also like a third component where out of experience body marley is it's like leaning against a table on the other side of the room and Ryder kisses that marley yes I, it's bizarre <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatever and it's a it's like a sticky kiss it's a good it seems like a good one and i sort of like the way that they there's no kiss noises thank god yes this is TV. I don't need to hear those. Sure. Um, and um, they're in like silhouette almost yeah. with the way that the lighting works um, for that kiss. Uh, and it def- I feel like it definitely implies that like there's a lot of confusion for Marley and like she has some sort of like heated feelings towards Ryder because of the kiss they shared. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then once the song is over, Marley reveals that she knew about Valentine's Day already, which of course she did. Um, and also that Ryder kissed her, but she also let yeah. him. So she's also at fault here. Um, yeah, she tells Jake everything. Uh, and Jake doesn't say anything. He just bounces. Yep. With very clay hands. Yes. <laughs> Clayed up hands. Very wet. Sort of gross. Yep. Well, guess he's going to go to the boys' bathroom to wash them off. <laughs> Yes, so um, <laughs> then we move to the announcement of the winner of the mash-off. Um, so we... It's everyone! Yeah, well, we, we find <laughs> out that they're going to star in Artie's film, which is called Hollywood Hoot Nanny, um, which is a mm. tribute to dance in movies, mm. I guess. Um, okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, because Artie realized that he's going to need a lot of people. Yes. Um, because there's no money. No. <laughs> uh, and the best part of this scene is how the lid just kind of pops off as soon as they find out that no one won. Yes. Like, <laughs> so Blaine is like, why do you always do this? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like everyone's just really upset because they wanted to win. Yes. 
<laughs> These like competitive assholes. I loved it. Well, and that's it's funny because like we've had it time and time again where they're like, oh, we need to light the fire of competition in their hearts or whatever, and then no one really ever wins besides that one duet competition and diva off a couple weeks ago. So like, yeah, like it's just like, <laughs> why do you always do this? <laughs> Yes. Um, but uh, Artie kind of sells them on it once they all realize they're going to get to be in the movie as Will and Finn decide to go have a hallway talk. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, it's the last one of the episode, thank God. Yeah, before, before uh, we get there, and... though, the baby love triangle seems sad. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, they just give us a lot of shots of like... Right or of like Jake like staring sad, at Ryder and Marley staring at both of them and it's just like yeah we get it like <laughs> thank you <laughs> we get it they're sad um yeah. y- you know I I want to s- touch on something like because I think we've commented that it feels like these characters are really one dimensional um and that they're only around to like have this like romantic tension yeah. but I was thinking about it like. We know a lot about Marley. We know that she loves beaches. We know that... Her mom is um, a lunch lady that, and is really loving. Yeah. Yeah. We know that she has that one childhood crush. Um, yes. Who's now in Riverdale. We know that uh, she just loves to sing. We know that she's and poor, that, I guess. Poor. Yeah. But not really, because there's not really any sort of... <laughs> Ramifications for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ramifications yeah. for that into the story and marley is always wearing all the different costumes that everyone else is wearing so right. where does the money come from um anyway and uh we know some stuff about jake we know that he's sort of a, a lover boy we know that he prefers to hang out with women yep. uh, we know that he loves to dance and we know that he's friends with writer and also that he does um, ballet because the bros i guess yes and that he he plays basketball oh yeah so he's good at basketball yeah and we know some stuff about Ryder. We know that he um, is, is dyslexic. dyslexic. Yeah, <laughs> we know that he plays football. Sure. We know that he's just sort of goofy. We know that he likes uh, some rock and roll, like Finn. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we don't know these characters, but like at the same time, it all feels so surface. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Also, I still don't care. Um. Like. <laughs> Like I don't know, I don't know what it is. You're absolutely right. We know we know a lot more than we like have let on before. But I just, I guess part of it is that like they're also the sophomores and they're newer. Yeah. And like I know that they're trying. Like she was supposed to be the new Rachel, and like writers Blaine's the new Rachel. Come well, on. and like writers supposed to be the new Finn, and Jake I guess is supposed to be the new Puck, kind of. Um, but like they're all mm-hmm. the. I guess that's the issue is the show kind of shoots itself in the foot by doing that because then those characters don't really feel like they have a chance to be their own people so much. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's also like I don't know. I don't like how we know some stuff about these characters, but we it it felt like from the very beginning that this was their trajectory. Right. That they were going to be in a love triangle and that was going to be their thing. Yeah. Which. Yeah. That sucks. He's boring, honestly. It's pretty boring. I know that was really hot at, in the early 20 teens, but guess what? It's boring. <laughs> and it was boring then, too. Um, so, we're in the hallway. Uh, Will is thanking Finn for all of the work that he's done. Um, mm-hmm. And then Finn, 
and I I have to say I love this be for one reason in that like instead of like you know how Kitty like crossed her fingers behind her back or whatever like it felt like there were yeah. gonna be multiple times in this episode where like characters were gonna get outed on bad things that happened um by someone else but in both yeah. cases they both reveal some, yeah. themselves to the person which yes. is great um because which it, it's it is some nice symmetry yeah yeah so finn reveals i sort of oh, wish sure. that we'd i sort of wish that we'd had like uh an echoing thing in new york maybe where brody like reveals himself or something yeah. or like rachel actually reveal like maybe rachel tells the truth yeah you know i don't know the the santana thing is so good though i just <laughs> it is it's so good you're right yeah. Um, yeah, so Finn reveals the bad thing that he did, yes. um, which he's, he's like, listen, I didn't think of Emma as a person. I thought of her as a piece of your property and I got really nervous when she got nervous and I decided to kiss her as a way to calm her down. It was definitely a mistake. I didn't mean to do it, but I did it anyway, which is sort of a weird thing that guys say all the time that they didn't mean to do something and they just did it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he asks Will to punch him, and then he does apologize. He says, I'm sorry, which, wow, Finn, you did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I wrote down, is Finn supposed to be the real victim, too? Um, Because the Mm. way that this scene ends is that Will does the angry, disappointed, like, stare at you and then walk away thing, (sighs) which, (laughs) like, is good, Um, but it's just, like... Man, I don't give a shit. Like, I yeah, mean, that's a big. Mood. The, the issue that I have is that like Will should be angry because Finn committed a crime. He did a sexual assault, <laughs> and it's time. Like, no one recognizes that though. Like, yeah, nobody says that. Yeah, it's like Will isn't upset. Um, it, it, he doesn't seem to really care about like Emma. No. in this situation, he cares about himself. Yeah, he, he's he seems upset that Finn lied to him, and also that like you know, Finn, like, did something to, quote, his property, which is, like, fuck off. I mean, to be fair, I'm putting words in his mouth. Yeah. He doesn't say anything, so. But, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, now we're going to go to the final number of the episode. It's Footloose. Yeah. It's very high energy. Very, <laughs> Everyone is. Very, like, total shift, like, jarring <laughs> straight into Footloose. Um, yeah. Everyone is wearing black. Um, black tops, black jeans, and black Converse that have red bottoms mm-hmm. so that they can do, like, this fun where they all sit on the bottom riser and, like, do some footwork yes. with the red bottoms of the shoes. It's very fun. There's also, like, a catwalk. Yes. That where that part is more weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similar to, like, that New Year oh, um, yeah. like music video that they did where they had, like, small groups of New Directions, like, dancing together. It's the same thing here, but like in a catwalk on yes, like on in the auditorium. Well, and it's weird because it <laughs> feels like the main reason they did it was to show us that Jake is mad at Ryder, um, and also that Brittany <laughs> takes off a shoe at one point when it's like put uh, take because off your Sunday it's shoes. Loose. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's just very like yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah, the dancing is fun and the song is fine. I don't know all these like big boisterous numbers at the ends of episodes is this supposed to show us that they're like preparing for regionals or something like i don't know I have no clue. and like you know we've commented before that it's like 
annoying when Glee doesn't end with a song right. that it's like better when Glee does. But it's not this song that I wanted to end on. You know, I don't want it to be like a big New Directions number in the auditorium where they just literally run around. Like, well, yeah. I wanted to have some emotional resonance with the rest of the episode. See, Amazing. I know. That, that's my thing is like they've done this type of thing before, but in the past it's been like related in some way to the actual episode. <laughs> this one isn't at all. Like this is just well, them singing movie. it. It's a, it's a movie song. Okay, yeah, but like so... they could have put this anywhere in the episode and it would have worked, I guess. Like Yeah. They really could have. Like it just it doesn't it like I said, there's a real jarring shift here and it doesn't really tie into any of the storylines. Um No. Like it's just I'm I I I think it would have been better if they were like filming for Artie's micro budget. Oh. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like sort of like a like doing like dancing or some maybe like yeah or like if they had a if it's supposed to be about like tribute to dance in Hollywood like maybe a couple like different characters wearing different like period costumes doing different dances or like just like have some of that like weird camera cinematography you know where it looks like someone's shooting it on yeah. a hand on a hand cam like I think they could have still done the song Footloose yeah. also. And, or just like have at the beginning, have Artie be like, ready, action. And then it, like, it all suddenly <laughs> fits, you know? Uh, whatever. It's an iTunes single. They just wanted to get it there so that way people would buy the <laughs> fucking song. So, And I guess they're preparing for regionals. This shoe bit would probably be a big hit, but they're not going to do no. it. So yeah, that's always the issue. When you say they're preparing for regionals, they never are going to do any of the songs. At least... Looking back, at least in season one, mm-hmm. they had the decency to give us a reason as to why they couldn't do the songs they wanted to do in sectionals, like, because they got the set list stolen and the other groups did their yeah. songs. But, like, now it just feels lazy. Well, like <laughs> Sam, they're expecting the audience to, like, know that, oh, yeah, they're not going to do these numbers again because we've seen them. Right. Like, we want to see new stuff. So they're like, oh, the audience gets it. We don't need to write that in. We don't need to put that in the story. Sure. sure. Anyway, that's <laughs> it for the episode. Like, Let's do the other thing that the audience gets. <laughs> every time. Um, it's the podcast business. Podcast business. Put on the podcast business. Shoes. Okay. Podcast business. But, but it's, it's a metaphor. metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are, important. are important. Gold stars are important. Because, because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for me being a star. Uh, now we're going to do gold stars. I am giving mine to Santana Lopez. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I really wanted to give my full star to Santana, but like seriously digging through everyone's stuff is mm-hmm. not great. So whatever. It's fine. I, I gave half to Santana and half to Unique. Um, because I really like oh, okay. Unique's bits. Where, like, again, Unique doesn't really get much of a story because I guess she doesn't have any dialogue. <laughs> but her singing is really good. But she does sing. Like, yeah, yeah. So she has a little bit of dialogue. She says something about the movies when the like when it, when it gets revealed that the movies are the theme or whatever. I don't know. I'm giving <laughs> after. She's a great singer, and I love her. So she is. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what about best number, Maggie? What are our options? So we have You're All the World to Me, Shout, The Danger Zone Rock and Roll Mashup, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, Material Girl Mashup, your, In Your Eyes, 
Unchained Melody, which is the ghost song, mm-hmm. and Footloose. Yeah. So we we open the episode with some bangers. Yeah. Uh, and there's oh, come what may. Oh right, Sorry. of course. Forgot about the longest one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yep. Uh, and I like th- I like come what may because I like Blaine and even though I can recognize that he's done bad things and is literally an evil demon <laughs> uh, I just I just stand for Clayne sure. here I am yeah. just laying myself bare uh, but I'm also not going to choose that one okay uh, I'm going to choose Shout okay because it's high energy and I liked it yeah the jumping the army crawling the weird cut where they're suddenly on a table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's a really good one. Um, I decided on Diamonds Are Girl's Best Friend slash Material Girl. That one's good too. Because yeah. I love when Unique and Marley s- lead a song together. Like They sing so good together. It's so good. It's true. Um, I'm a little it's, less. Why are. Oh, go for it. Why don't we get like friendship scenes between them why well, we do sometimes Glee. but it usually turned into unique revealing that her parents want to send her to a conversion camp yeah. and marley being like i don't eat so that, like yeah <laughs> yeah Ugh. it usually reveals that um unique is like going through some sort of like trans plight um right but they don't call it that and they don't really honor it that way no uh so. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean But don't forget, keep the camera on Marley's face. <laughs> that's what's important. We need to see Marley. We need to see her reactions because that's that's how the audience knows how to react, you know? Right. We see ourselves in Marley. Um cuz we're all disgusting. <laughs> we're all Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um those stupid fucking hats, man. Okay. Yes. The last part of the podcast business is the gold stars. No, it's the rating. Fuck! <laughs> it's so early still. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, let's just we're we're gonna get it here. Let's talk about ratings, Maggie. Slushy rating. How many slushies would you throw Thank out this you. episode? I will s- throw none. I don't think I'm gonna throw any. Wow. Um, because like the Will Finn stuff is like sort of gross. Um, but it's just sort of picking up the pieces that um other people have left for this episode yeah um and i think that's done in like sort of a funny way um the like way that Artie like sort of i don't know the way that he talks to finn i think is funny i think the ginger like impersonation thing is funny sure um, yeah because it's just like so ridiculous and a lot of the songs are really good. And honestly, the Snowbound and Bushwick is like the best New York plotline we've ever had. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm giving it half a sludge out of five. I really hate Will. I really hate Finn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I past that, like honestly, like the music is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's the best music we've ever had, but it's still pretty good. No. The Bushwick loft is very good. Um I wish, I mean, obviously, I guess part of it is that, like, Brody wasn't in it, so we get to, like, you know, theorize about what's going on there, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess that'll come up soon enough, um, but, yeah, it's just, in general, I think my big issues are just Finn and Will, 
um, which is not a big surprise because they're usually my issues. And yeah, yeah. they should be everyone's issues. Honestly, yeah. I feel like if Will had just apologized to Emma when they were having their chat where he's like, you know, I'm really sorry that like I put all of that on you. It must have I under like I can see that it was a really big stressor in your life. And it's something that I did wrong. And like, I completely understand like what <laughs> were you just blowing your nose over my fake will? I, I, I pulled away from the mic a lot. Um, I was going to cut it out, <laughs> but uh, I oh, mean, no. to be fair, it's, it's a pretty good, like, yeah. If will had actually done that, this would be a good show instead yeah, of being, it, it would have been good. Trash, right. So. Just, like will is, I feel like it's like sort of a tenant though, is that Will is a piece of garbage. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the weird thing is I just, I feel like when the show was actually on, like, I don't remember hating Will this early. Um, really? But I should have. Like, watching it now, like, I just, I don't feel like, I don't know. I, I, I think I might well, have been dazzled by the a, flashing lights, so. You're a more enlightened person. That's true. You know? Yeah. Um, we, we've all, we're all very different than the people we were in 2013. That's is that when this stuff is coming out. Yeah. Very true. I, I mean, I wasn't watching it at that point, but yeah. Um, anyway, that's, yeah. So you gave it zero. I gave it half and we're on the roll here. Hopefully, hopefully we can Woo-hoo. keep it up. Um, but what's the next episode? Yeah. The next episode is called feud. It's episode 16. Um, you know, Ooh. the precursor, Ooh, yes. the precursor to Ryan this Murphy's is- show about Jessica Lang <laughs> and Susan Sarandon. So, yeah. <laughs> this is the revenge Ooh. episode where like everyone's going to try to get revenge on everyone else, <laughs> which is what? good. <laughs> okay, nope. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Sounds really good. Um, um yeah. Sue does do a M- Nicki Minaj. Song. Oh my god. <laughs> yay um oh god (laughs) yeah so well we'll get to that next week also there's there's more fucking mashups in this episode that we're about to see so like what the fuck lee is can we have mashups only once a year or mashups just all the time yeah Hmm? i don't know (laughs) um but that's okay i'm i'm more excited now um but in the meantime uh, if you're excited about these episodes or you have anything to say about this one or previous episodes, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at SNMHakely. Or if you have longer thoughts, you can reach us on email at SNMHakely at gmail.com. You can also visit our Patreon to consider supporting us uh, at patreon.com slash SNMHakely. You can also just search Sam and Maggie Hakely on the Patreon platform and you'll find it. Uh, you'll find extra bonus content there. And if you uh, donate any to, anything to us, we do push most of those uh, subscription donations to donating ourselves. Right now it's to the Trans Law Project because unique um, what they did to her is a crime. Yeah, ugly. and also like the world is really fucked up. The world, yeah, the world is a bad place for trans people, and we all need to accept that and change it. Yes, we also, yeah, we also want to thank our new Patreon. Is it Patreon? Is it patron? Like, I, a, no- like a normal way to say the word? I, I would say patron. Yeah. We also want to thank our new patron, Alyssa Hosian. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, ho- hopefully, uh, we won't fail you. Oh, God. I don't. I shouldn't phrase it that way. <laughs> I'm setting us up to fail. Okay. 
Sam, take it away. Yeah. So next week, take the podcast away. Next week, we'll be back with season four, episode sixteen, feud. Um, but until then, Ooh. I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. Da, 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 da.